1: for free shipping and 365-day returns.
3: Hello, and welcome to Made by Mummers, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. Oh, I think it's safe to say (laughs) that you are having the day from hell.
2: (laughs) Do you know what? I'm having one of those days... Where I think to myself, a little short stint in the hospital would feel like... Okay, just, can I just stop you right there? <laughs> Do not wish for that. No, I'm not wishing for it. know what happened it. last time. I'm not wishing for it, but I'm just saying that would feel like a better day than <laughs> I'm having today. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going any further. I'm yeah. just saying it would be an
3: improvement. Yeah, you've had it, haven't you? You've got you've got yeah. Gigi off sick. You're moving. You've got boxes everywhere. You've got work coming out of your ears. It's yeah. a lot.
2: I've just had one of those where, like, I didn't actually put anything in my mouth, <laughs> but a cup of tea until three thirty this afternoon. And just as I did, like, I thought, right, I can actually have some eggs now. I turn around and Gigi has spilt a whole bottle of orange juice. Oh god. All over the sofa, all over herself. And you know, and you're like, Oh why? And then obviously because there's boxes everywhere, boxes and liquids don't yeah. go hand in hand.
3: Oh George. Yeah.
2: Then yeah, I'm just having one of those today. Okay. And it's fine. Tomorrow will be better.
3: Yeah, tomorrow's a new We're day, it? as they always say, but yeah, I think so.
2: I'd like
3: <laughs> I'd like to say yes, but we just don't know with parenting. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. I actually have had um, a better day than you, can I just say that? <laughs> um, Dozza is, a- is away tonight, so it's really not that that's nice or anything but actually I've just got me and the kids and like me and Kit have just been playing guess who I had a facial at home secret oh. spa came round this afternoon after I'd done all my work had so a facial nice. got my nails done and I actually just feel like I put a bit of self-care back in which was quite nice to do you need
2: to do that and you know what Sometimes. that's actually making me think maybe I might book a little something tomorrow just do it. Yeah. I, I was
3: looking at my face and I felt like um, it was it, it was needing its own postcode. You know <laughs> when you're so tired that it's like yeah. sagging down by your ankles. And it was really interesting because I had this new Soho home facial today and she was like properly kneading my face and giving it a good old massage. And I said to her, how important is it to have facial massage? And she was like, oh, my God, it's the most important thing. Yeah. You have to drain the face. Yeah. And, you know, I've been doing that gosh gosh Guasha. thing that I can yeah. never say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was like, just keep it up. So note to self, don't forget to massage your face.
2: Yeah. And have you seen Face Gym?
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. Face yeah. Gym is brutal.
2: Yeah, I know. I keep thinking I'm going to go. And then, <laughs> and then they say, oh, you can't go if you've had like Profilo or Botox or whatever or in the last oh, however I'm long. then i out then. And then I, and then I forget about <laughs> it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I'll check back in a month and then it comes yeah. back around again and I don't do it. But no, I'm, I really, really want to do that as well. Oh my God, yeah. just anything. I need, to, I definitely need some like. Yeah, pampering TLC. I think
3: sometimes you can just forget about you. And we talk about it a lot on the podcast that you are right at the bottom of the list. And people will go, Oh, having a facial is not self care. And you need to be working on what's on the inside. And I'm like, 100% that's what I'm doing also. But sometimes it's nice to have a buff and a polish on the outside too. Well,
2: and I think a buff and a polish on the outside helps the inside a lot of the time. And all of these things, you know, they sound trivial, like having a massage, having a facial, getting a new nail varnish, you know, like all that stuff. But actually, it's not trivial if it helps you inside agrees. it really isn't
3: agrees But
2: anyway. um now
3: we have we've got to get into today's conversation because it was a really powerful and I found it incredibly moving today's guest is one of my favorite people as in she's one of my inner circle one of my best mates and I think She has the amazing ability to be able to present in a certain way. So every time we speak on the phone, which is, which is really regularly, I'll say, how are you? And she'll say, yeah, I'm fine, babe. How are you? And it's ping straight back. And this, this person has had a really tough couple of years um, Mm. with fertility. She lost her father very, very quickly. Um, and her father-in-law and, you know, she had a new baby as well. She's really been through the mill all the time, having a really big, busy, you know, career as a DJ and a podcaster and a broadcaster and stuff. So she's definitely got her hands full. But I don't know about you, I felt like we really saw the it, the inner
2: workings of her today. You've, you've obviously talked about her before and I guess I didn't expect the rawness that we got you know the real Mm. like the real like honest honest chat and really I guess opening up about how hard everything has been and I know it's silly isn't it because if you put it all on paper of course it's going to be hard all the things that she's been through but like you've said she doesn't ever really let on how hard it's been and I'm really glad you know I'm really glad that she did and also for anyone listening who's sort of feeling at the moment like motherhood hasn't been the way they expected it to be in the first few years or you know at all because there's been certain things going on outside of you know motherhood that's been out of out of your control and you kind of feel a little bit like you haven't had that experience then this is a good listen to show that you know, you're not alone. And this yes. do, you know, it does happen. And, and I guess there's a lot of people out there putting on a brave face.
3: Yes. And I, I loved the way she talked about facility. Do you know what? We just need to get into it because it's one of those conversations that has to be heard today. Georgia, who are we chatting
2: to? Wow, what a chat. We are chatting to the wonderful Pips Taylor. So it's always a really, really lovely day
3: um, when we get someone on the podcast who is a mate of ours but when you get someone who is one of your besties on the podcast, it just makes it a little bit more special. Uh, TV presenter, broadcaster, podcaster, mum to Louie, and all round total fucking legend,
2: Pips <laughs> Taylor's on the podcast. Oh, that was a big yeah. intro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got to really live, it, live up to that yeah. now, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for having me on. Oh um, no, I, thank It's such you. an honour to be on here. I love this podcast and what you guys do, and I just love its honesty. So I'm really happy to be here. Yeah,
3: yeah. Oh. Well, we're so thrilled to have you on. I should have said in the intro as well that you are 36 weeks pregnant with your second as well. 37 weeks. Sorry, I'm not taking any time away.
2: Don't <laughs> take those five yeah, days away that- from me, Zoe. <laughs> so, well, we had a little bit of a chat before we started recording, but tell us how you are right now. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. I, this is so grueling. These last, these last yeah. few weeks, you, your body
1: forgets, your mind forgets. And I've obviously, I've got Louis, who's almost two and he just is nonstop. And to be quite honest, I've had to up a day at childcare because I can't actually manage him on my own. Mm. So he's kind of had to go up and I feel quite bad about that. But then I also, I'm like, well, I can't, I literally can't run after him. I'm like a slow plodding donkey in constant pain.
3: You have got a lot of pain, haven't you? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So unfortunately, I've got a big lot, big pain sort of in my tummy, which I didn't have last time because Louis it was a really small baby. This guy's quite big, and I'm and tiny. I'm five foot one, so yeah. you can know, only just like there's just nowhere for it to go. Um, I mean, I'm laughing, but I really like I should be crying <laughs> oh, <laughs> inside. No. You're crying. just like uh, yeah, I like oh, but the thing is as well, I was also saying to Georgia is that like, I feel I also feel really aware because I it was such a journey to even get to Louis that I feel like kind of in these bits of pregnancy, I always feel really bad kind of like not whinging about it, but just sort of struggling with it because so many people, you know, it's such a feat to get here. And then this last bit, you're just like, Oh my God, I can't, I'm literally, I can't do this anymore. I've said to Tom this morning, I was like, I can't I, I can't I'm in constant pain mm. Tom's and your husband um, right and not yeah, the uh, yeah. not the bin man no not the <laughs> bin man uh, <laughs> although sometimes I wish he would just come once a week <laughs> 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 and just leave me to it no i joking I need all the help I need all his help I need all this help
2: and actually He's take amazing. the rub and take the bins at the same time yeah, that would yeah. be useful wouldn't it in in He fact, does that's so. the ideal husband once a week and takes the bins out at the same time well, the in this well, household is
1: I do not do the bins no oh, like, blue job. Yeah, I'm like
2: so, I'm it's too a blue job. To do the bins look at me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Although George has got a different setup in her house cuz James does he's head of laundry.
2: He is oh I'm actually I, he's head of laundry and actually I'm head of refuge. So just roll reverse. It refuge. Right there. not refuge, Refuge. Ref- isn't isn't
3: refuge.
1: It?
2: Yeah, refuge. refuge. That's Refuge. No, not refuge, refuse. Refuge. It's refuse. Yeah. Oh god, I've been saying refuge. There we go. We've got <laughs> What do you oh, I, I mean? I was like, hang on a minute. Can I come round? I could seek a bit of refuge right now. Can you come and look
1: after me? <laughs> Georgia. That's,
3: that's why brilliant. it's all been going wrong. <laughs>
1: anyone? Um, I'm here because I'm head of refuge. Is anyone head need, of any, refuge. looking after?
2: You need you need to come in.
3: That's
1: amazing. I'm also
2: head of that actually as well. So there we go. You are. You are. <laughs> but no, jokes aside, we, you know, I, I completely understand how you feel about, yeah. you know, Feeling, I guess, feeling guilty about whinging because that yeah. is, you know, it's it's hard, and I guess especially when you're on social media and you understand that the journey to where you are right now is some somewhere that so many people are wishing for, like wishing yeah, every yeah. day for. Totally.
1: And I yeah, I'm really conscious with that. And I think, because also this pregnancy and this experience with fertility was so different to with Louie.
3: Talk us through that, Pips. Talk us through the first, because yeah. the people that don't know about your kind of struggles with your fertility. Just t- tell us the story. So
1: t- uh, my, my, my husband and I, Tom, we were pr- trying for sort of like two and a half years. It just wasn't happening. We did our fertility test. And that's when I found out that I had a low ovarian reserve, very low amh too low to that the nhs would give you any treatment on and um we also have early menopause in our family and it was a real blow because the the language that they use they say you know they talk about infertility they say you know you know you wouldn't really respond to ivf it just wasn't Mm. happening for us i threw everything at it it was over you know kind of part part of it was in lockdown so i was you know no caffeine no um no diet, no fun, no booze, no, like it was just everything, like acupuncture, supplements, everything I threw at the kitchen sink at it because we were just, we'd been together for, I don't know, 12 years at that point and we had always mm. wanted a family and we were like, we should have looked at this sooner. So to find out at the age of like 34 that actually your fertility is really not in a great place was a mm. real shock mm. because we were kind of expecting everything to be all right. And it was, mm. it was a real struggle because you, you just don't expect it. And then to go on and sort of be told by the NHS that we wouldn't, we weren't viable for um, IVF. So then we were like, well, let's try and see what we can do privately. So we booked in in uh, January 21 to go and start treatment. And I actually fell pregnant that Christmas naturally, which was amazing, but very sadly had a miscarriage with that one. So, you know, you're kind of, that was during lockdown. So I couldn't see my friends, I couldn't see my mum for a hug you know, you're just so isolated going through, because just going through like such a heartbreaking experience, but also fertility is so consuming, Mm. you know, it's like you feel like you don't want it to be, but it is. Mm. And you're like, oh, I'm not going to let it consume me. But literally when you kind of, you know, you get your period and you're not expecting your period and you're, you're just, you've got that hope every single month and no fertility story is the same. And that's why it's really, really, kind of made me very passionate about fertility, about being open about it, about talking about it, because it people aren't that open about it, really. I think they're becoming more open about it, but it's kind of like the last taboo of our society, I think, mm. of talking about the struggles, and, you know, I've got friends who've done IVF. I've had, this, I've had so many different stories, but I just found it so isolating, and, that, and that's also why we just started our podcast called What The F Fertility, which is basically all about, because you're learning everything at one stage you know we're taught our whole lives don't have sex because you got pregnant and then it takes Mm. you years and years and years to to get pregnant or to have any progress and Mm. actually we should be from a very young age like talking about this much much better much more openly we should be talking about this more openly Mm. with young from a younger age say from like mid-20s and thinking about you know what what we want to do? Because you know, I was sold. You can have it all. You can have the career. You can have the kids, and there was there's yeah. certainly a couple of years that I thought I would. I would, never thought that I'd your be dog, a dog. By the way, I'm afraid it is the dog. Yeah, he's grumbling at me. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you might be <laughs> letting, <laughs> letting <laughs> off children. Rocket. We got it all. <laughs>
3: <laughs> letting Rocket. off a few trumps quite quietly there. Well, he's bitch, not, he's actually you. just
1: grumbling. Rocket, no, lass. no, I thought it was you. No, no, it's not. I wouldn't fart. Okay. <laughs> I
2: wouldn't fart on the podcast. Another pregnancy symptom. <laughs> um,
3: it's, it's really, it's a really interesting, and I love that we're having this discussion, actually. That conversation just doesn't really happen because you're not having it with your family because why would you? You're, you, yeah. you know, you've got, you've had your kids. You're not really having it with your mates unless they're saying to you, well, I'm struggling. Luna, yeah. the other night was in the bath and she was seeing me put my patches on and she was like, oh, what are those patches again? And I said, oh, they're my HRT patches. And I explained to her about, you know, the early menopause running in the family. And suddenly she looked at me and she said, well, does that mean that I will struggle to have a baby? And it was like, oh my gosh, you're seven, but you're asking this really poignant, big conversation, big question. And I thought, God, I don't know if I'm ready now to have that chat with you, but at what age... Do you have that conversation? How do you have it without putting fear into your child? At the same time, I wish that my mum, not blaming her at all, had had the conversation with both me and my, especially my sister who can't have children earlier.
1: Yeah, it's so funny you say that because my mum actually kept telling me, she said, you know, we've got early menopause because, so you know, you need to get on with it. But at that point, you know, you're in your late 20s and you're like, you know, I want to build my career. I want to, I don't want to put a pressure on my relationship. You know what I mean? You're just, you do what feels right at the time, but I think it's more like the, the sort of the, the fear mongering that we do at, in school is like, you have sex once you're going to get pregnant. And, you know, you yeah. look at every, look at every film, they have sex once they get pregnant. And you're like, Oh God, mm. everyone's going to get pregnant. And then the reality is, is it's fucking hard to get pregnant. It's really, really difficult. Um, And 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 that's actually much more the reality than people who sneeze and get pregnant. That really doesn't have, You know what I mean? You, you've got yeah. the whole you've got so many different varieties, and it's great either way. But there's also I, I feel I found there's quite a lack of awareness with um, unless you are struggling and you're really mindful of it, or you've had your own struggles. You know the kind of like pregnancy announcements. You know, seeing pregnant people everywhere is like was something that I really really struggled with. But obviously that was on mm. me, but at the same time, if people were, you know, if people are a little bit more aware, then it's much better. And it mm. makes you feel, you know,
3: more like... Seen. Pe- yeah. Seen, and also, yeah. and also considered. Pips, you, you, you touched on the fact that you fell pregnant naturally in, yes. you know, Christmas 2020, 2021 or 2020? 2020, Yeah, can you just can you just talk us through if you can about what that was like finding out you were pregnant, and then obviously you know the devastating news afterwards.
1: So it was so unexpected, and I think the thing is, is that we'd kind of written off that it was going to happen for us naturally, and but I was still doing all the supplements, all the diet things. You know, I wasn't drinking. I was, I I basically lived like a saint, and it was really boring. Mm. But obviously, you you know, you do anything because you're like you want. You know, we wanted to have a family and i remember finding out and we were like oh my god no way we mm. could not believe it it was like this is a miracle and and genuinely it was it, you know it, it was on my birthday as well that i was pregnant yeah. and it was then it was february it was early february that very sadly like i we went for a i was about 7 weeks we went for an early scan and i d- i had a heartbeat but i'd been having pains and so I was a bit worried because so I was having pains, but the, and the lady sort of looked at me and was like, and sort of, what's your dates? What are your dates? And I said, oh, I, I, you know, I think I'm, eight, I'm coming up to eight weeks. And she was like, you're measuring really small. And then when she pulled out the wand, this is quite graphic, there was a bit of blood on it. And I was like, mm-hmm. she knew that, that I was going to have a miscarriage over the weekend. And I obviously didn't. And I was like, she was like, well, let's check check back in in a few days. And I, it just didn't feel right. And I think you know i was feeling really sick i had so many great symptoms but it, it you're so i was so nervous about lose about losing it and then i did and i lost it because i i you know getting getting to that point is just one thing it's then you've got to have a successful pregnancy and it's mm-hmm. you know one in four people have miscarriages and they're so common and so many people you know bravely do kind of like talk talk about it but again
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's that sort of thing you don't really you know, that kind of like, oh, don't mention it before 12 weeks just in case. But actually, you need people. You Mm -hmm. need to be talking to people around that time and saying, this has just fucking happened to me, like, and I don't know how I'm going to deal with it. Because it's all of that hope. It's all of those wishes. It's all of those memories. Because you can't help but think from that moment. Like, you plan what your life is going to be like. You know, you can't help but go there. And to be honest, as you should, because... Their feelings that you should have and, and experience and on, you need to honour them, you know?
2: Yeah. Mm. Did you have a, did you have, you know, a group of friends or a, a, a network around you that you told? I did have, I had little blogs over uh, here. Yeah. Yeah. Zoe was amazing.
1: And I, yeah, I had a few people, but I, I want, again, one of those people that I'm not very good at asking for help and being open. Mm. Like I'm, re- mm. I, I am very open, but I'm not very good at asking for help. And I think also because it was locked down, and I was just in a really bad way. And it, then the mm. whole Sarah Everard thing happened, and for me that was incredibly triggering because I suffer from PTSD, and it was just a time because I was attacked in Mexico and someone tried to kill me, but I made I, I escaped. So it was this that period for me was just so low, and I actually I went. Went back into therapy, um, which I needed to because I just couldn't get myself out of this hole of, you know, you pin all your hopes on having a baby and then it doesn't happen. But what was amazing was after I'd had the miscarriage in the NHS, I was sort of in the NHS system for IVF, Mm. and they said, "Listen, let's do your levels again." And oh no, hang on, sorry. The first the first time I'd done my levels was privately. Yeah. Um. And I'd had, you know, two eggs or something, and a very low AMH of sort of two point six. And the cutoff for treatment on the NHS is five. And so I was in the NHS NHS system, and they said, "Come in, and we'll do your, we'll test your levels." And I managed my levels when they retested were six point three. And so all of the work that I had been doing with supplements with acupuncture had actually raised. My levels you think and, you, you
3: think that had ch- had changed your mh yeah, massively mm, because
1: no doctor will tell you that that's even possible. Like, even wow. the doctor who did the tests were like, I can't, you know, because she had the old ones and she was like, yeah. Wow, this is really amazing. I was like, Well, I've been doing acupuncture, she was like, Oh, I don't believe in that, you know. Oh, yeah, I, like I don't really, you know, whatever it was, but you know, and I was like, and she was like, Well, listen, let's call, call, you know, call us when you get your next period. She got the test, but uh, the things, uh, results, but she said, "Cause when you get your next period, you're top of the list, and you're going to start IVF next month, because at that age, I was, I was sort of thirty, I was thirty six, no, I was thirty five, mm. and, you know, we've been trying for ages, mm. and and I was like, oh my god, great, and, I I never got my period. I fell pregnant, pre- 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 pregnant naturally with Louie literally two months later, a month later." Wow, so you never had
2: the you never, never had, had to go IVF. through the yeah
1: and that's what was really mental as well because I think actually it does happen to quite a few people yeah. because you book it and you relax and you mm. know that it's coming you know you've got a plan and then sometimes it can happen I know often sometimes it really doesn't mm. and there are other there are other issues and you know the structural problems and you know all sorts of things but for me it was just that we were against the clock and the plan was to go back to back and to do two cycles so we could harvest eggs.
3: You mentioned your acupuncturist. Who are you yeah. seeing?
1: A guy called Kevin Bellzoe, who you introduced me to. The it's wonderful. Very Kevin. important
3: that we talk about Kevin here because I've it spoken is. about him, but very briefly on the podcast before. Because I, um, I, I still stand by the fact that I think had I not seen Kevin, I yeah. wouldn't have fallen pregnant. I think he did wonders for my ovarian for my ovary stimulation. Totally,
1: I completely agree with you. And do you know what? He was the only professional that I saw that told me that I was doing everything right and that I was doing okay like every other professional was like it was just bad news it was like oh
0: mm.
1: yeah you know really sorry that you know this this doesn't look good this doesn't look good this is borderline like you know you're, you're just like and there's only so much bad news that you can take you know yeah and it really it really affects it affects your whole life and your whole mentality because you know it's really easy to be for people to be like oh you, know, you just want to relax and not be stressed but it's like life is really fucking stressful yeah and having try, trying for a baby on yeah. top of
2: yeah that and and like big life events is really challenging and i do wonder you know we sort of touched on the fact that people don't talk about fertility enough but i wonder if people don't talk about it when they're trying for a baby because they think it will add to the pressure. So I think as soon as people say, Oh, I'm gonna try for a baby, they're worried that people will keep asking them or keep thinking, like, oh, no. I wonder if they're pregnant yet. And I mean, I haven't been in that situation, but yeah. I just I just wonder if that's something people assume. I think maybe, I think maybe some people, but for me, I needed to have
1: People around I need I needed to talk about it because that's how I deal with things and I needed to kind of share and hear other people's stories as well. It was I found that helpful to hear other mm. people's positive stories that other people were struggling. And you know, I it, at that time I was, you know, one of my best mates, Alex Weaver, who I do the podcast with. Sorry, now Alex Thompson, but Alex and Maddie from the Soul Sisters, mm. they were both going through fertility um issues at the same time. And Alex, Alex was having IVF, her fallopian tubes were blocked um and her first transfer didn't didn't take and then she had went on to have beautiful t- twins and maddie who's actually a fertility nutritionist so she's a
3: specialist and weirdly i went to school with maddie and alex so that's a really weird twist that's of so like strange. yeah, me and, yeah. Ma- me and maddie used to go on holiday together when we were like 15 and you know, yeah. you know it's, it's such a weird like circle of life that pips is really good friends with them independently to me anyway yeah. yeah that's weird
1: and and Maddie's had her own yeah like, she has serious journey with it and oh, has had God. I think now nine miscarriages lots of yeah. autoimmune diseases um, and she's actually at the stage she said on you know in the, she says on, the, on our podcast of whether she, she is at the end of her. Journey or whether she has one last shot.
3: So I really want to put her in touch with. Um, I have a, another really good friend who I actually had lunch with last week, and she lost she has lost four, t- she's had 14 mis- she lost 14 babies. Um, and she and twins, and then there was triplets in there as well. And basically she had something similar to the killer cells. So basically she can fall pregnant, but once she gets pregnant, her body thinks that it's mm. um like a some sort of alien in the body, and then basically yeah, and does everything it. that it can to fight against it to attack it so she's now pregnant with her second and basically repeated exactly the same thing that she did with her first and has had um her partner's blood injected into her so it's something to do with the platelets so I'm going to get all the information and I'm going to pass it on to you so you can give that info to Maddie because I'd never heard of anything like this before
2: yeah and this is exactly why we should talk about it because yes. there's all these methods that haven't been, you know, like certified by like doctors or whatever yet. Yep. But for many of us, we don't have the time for it to get certified yep. or for them to yeah. find the evidence or any of that. And I think for so many people, what's the harm yeah. in giving things a shot? Mm. Totally.
0: That's really sad I, I, It's also,
2: it's, it's, sh- it's sharing
1: information and I think mm. that's why I, I became like, that's why I've, I've become so passionate about fertility and talking about fertility and actually any new woman friend or female friend that I will meet, I will have a conversation because I think it's just so important to feel like you're not, you're not isolated, but also you go from being an absolute, like knowing nothing. Do you have to become an expert overnight? Yes. And I think that's why, you know, with what the F fertility we've kind of created, like from if you're thinking about trying to, even if you're struggling, it's for everyone it's like all the experts along the way from when you're thinking about it to when you're sort of also in the depths of IVF or you, all the different stages yeah. it it's having that open honest conversation and have and building that community of just support and and like you know you get it when pe- people you see pregnancy announcements or loads of pregnancies in the in the paper or you you know you get it when you another friend falls pregnant and you're obviously you're so happy for them but there's also mm. there's so much grief there's so much loss mm. that it's It's really important, I think, to talk
0: about it. We'll
2: be right back after this
3: short break. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
3: Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Tell us a little bit about the podcast. So, are you having guests and experts on there, or is yeah. this going to be a, just a conversation between the three of you? It's all experts, so it's all expert yep.
1: interviews. So, we kicked off with Dr. Zoe Williams, who's obviously NHS yeah. super doctor, and this morning uh, GP. Um, She was brilliant. Her her episode's called um, How to Get Pregnant, The Basics and Beyond. So that's, you know, what to ask your doctor, when to go to your doctor. It's usually, you you get 10 minutes. So we had her for an hour. It was a long episode, but it's really, really in depth. And she was so generous with her time, with her knowledge, talking about diet, exercise, talking about what supplements you should be taking, what you should be looking after, tracking your periods, ovulation, when, you know, having lots of sex. It's all the basics but also looking forward to sort of what happens when things aren't going right and what choices you have um and next up we've got maddie she's uh maddie weaver who's our resident in-house fertility nutritionist so in part part of each episode we have maddie's fertility corner she shares lots of sort of tips and supplements that we should be considering taking sort of obviously like vitamin d is really important magnesium is also really important folic acid folate so not actually folic acid you want the folate which is its pure form right because uh the body absorbs folate better than it does which is really interesting so there's there's supplements and then there's proper supplements proper supplements yeah and what maddie does which is amazing is and she did this for me and she was amazing when i when i got those blood test results back from the fertility test she looks at it any doctor will be like oh yeah that looks quite normal but she really studies it and then will be able to tell you what exactly what supplements you personally need that are going to yeah. help with your levels and that kind of bespoke um sort of a- attention and intelligence that kind of bespoke intelligence yeah is it like is so important and I, ge- I genuinely think it was maddie it was maddie and kevin who helped get to get me pregnant um and i'm eternally grateful for them and i will sing their praises forever and recommend them forever to
2: people mm. You touched on, you know, after you miscarried, you went back into therapy. Yeah. What, as a whole, what would you say the impact going through fertility issues has had on on your, you know, mental health? Ah, uh, it was huge because it, you know, if you think about it,
1: you know, we're working women; we have careers you know, we're successful, we're used to things, working for things and Mm -hmm. having results. Mm -hmm. And when you're constantly working at something and you don't have any results, it's something that I mentally really struggled with. And also, again, it's loss, it's grief, it's like these big life moments. And you just, it's, how do you navigate them? You know, it's really hard to navigate them, especially if you're, you're not able to see people, which I wasn't at the time. Um, And I just think having, having those conversations is, is really really important, and I would say to anyone if they're struggling with anything, to go into therapy. And I'm about to go back into therapy as well because I just think it's it's so important. And when you've had various different issues throughout your life, you know, for me, PTSD, trauma, it's tra- it's those traumatic, feet, like the, the, that trauma comes out in loads of different ways. And if you can't get on top of it, it can spiral really quickly into depression, mm. and it can spiral. And it can and it can get out of control. Mm.
3: What what do those therapy sessions give you?
1: They get they give me a, a space and a time to be able to just process and mm. to sort of say what I'm worried about. Because at the moment I'm very anxious about the arrival of the this of the, the next baby. And are you? Yeah, but it, I, I, this happened last time because mm. again unfortunately my dad broke his neck two weeks before I gave birth last time and so something awful happened and I'm kind of like oh my god it's going to happen again which sounds really ridiculous but I have to rationalize in my own head every day to try and not let those thoughts get away with me and to Mm. be and to center myself and to look after myself and to not let that part of my brain take over so for me therapy is you know, I've had periods with it, I've had periods without it. But I think especially this pregnancy, I've really struggled. Um, because I also, unfortunately, last year, you know, we I lost both I you know, we, when Louis was three and a half months old, we lost my father in law, and then my dad got cancer, and then when he was ten months, my dad died. And so that first year for me was like You've survival. Been through a-
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was
1: it was an awful year. And I, you know, I did like no classes with Louis. He was just flogged up and down the country. Um, But he 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 saved us and he kept us going when, you know, all these huge major life events were happening. And I think, you know, when when big life events happen and you've had a you know, you've had a a baby, your first year as like a new mum was totally different. And probably than most other people's because you're just trying to survive and keep the family together. And it wasn't all these sort of like magical moments, which I feel, you know, that was just the reality of it. Um, it's hard to know what's grief, what's depression, what's hormones. So th- this pregnancy, I've been trying to be really on top of it because, you know, I just, I'm very, I'm, I've always been very aware of my mental health and where it can go. And that's why it's really important for me to stay on top of it. Yeah. This is actually something that i have
3: not really spoken about that much um well i'll I'll give you an insight into pips you know you call pips and you check in on her and before you know it she's saying to you what enough babe like how are you tell me how you are right i want to know everything how's and and she won't ever for a second really let you look after her and care for her it takes quite a lot of questions like no, babe, we're going to talk about you. So it's it's very interesting, I think, and I think it's really brave that you are talking about it today. Um, you've been through so much in the first year of motherhood, you know, losing your dad, having to navigate being a new mum, and then mm. also having to navigate such an extreme level of grief. Um, yeah, talk talk to us about how you've managed that.
1: It was basically, you have no other choice, and I think this is the thing, and I think that's why I'm really grateful for the therapy I had before that time as well, because you've got a small baby and you, you know, it's also when I was helping to do my dad's end of life care as well. It was like, you're, you have no choice but to go on. And the whole world is happening around you and you are just so disconnected from it Yeah, because you're just in that survival mode. You're in that kind of, you know, you've got, you've got a routine and you've got a structure. And I am so thankful that we had Louie, our amazing, miracle, gorgeous little baby because he kept all the family going and it made us, we looked and we were like, this is the circle of life. Like how mm-hmm. lucky are we that dad got to meet him, that my father-in-law also got to meet him. It's, it's, it's huge, you know? And this is what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 tragic for our family, but it's life and you have to just get on with it. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the... The grief and processing that that's something new that's something that I'm you know living with every day and it was a year last week that he passed away mm-hmm. so it's it is really fresh and sometimes I have like I'm re- feeling really strong and I'm like I can do this and then I something I'll see something or Louis will have a twinkle in his eye like my dad and I'll just break down in tears and I think you know there's no it's such a personal thing and there's no right or wrong thing to do mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. We all deal with it very, very differently. Um, but I've just, it's just sad. It's just, you go through sort of deep wrenches of sadness, but then you have this little bundle and this now chatty little toddler who just is hysterical all the time? You know, like
3: it's it's the moments where you think that your your you know you know your dad is not going to see Louis, you know, yeah. first day at school or totally. you know there for his wedding. I mean, look, who knows what's going to happen with life? Full stop. Exactly. But I think it's those it. are the big poignant moments where you mm. start it starts to really impact as the yeah. years go on. So that's that's hard.
1: It is, and it's again, it's those, it's the yeah, it's the big life moments, but it's also, you know, oh. he wouldn't want me to be sitting, crying, you know, obviously sometimes I am sitting, crying, really having a hard time with it, but he'd want me to be out there to be working really hard, to be enjoying Louis, to be teaching Louis things. You know, the other day he did, Louis did a little fart and then he looked at me and went, sneaky. And that's (laughs) like, that's the type of thing my dad would have done do you know what I mean it's like and I was like oh my god this is hilarious like it's like sneaky where have you got that from
3: like (laughs) at least he didn't go oh mummy oh mummy yeah oh Oh, is
1: that you I have to tell you the thing that I'm really struggling with at the moment is he is punishing me so he doesn't want anything to do with me at the moment Mm -hmm. he's like no mummy go away like and it's been quite it was quite funny like about a month ago and now I'm I'm like because again it's like the hormones I'm like this is so it's really upset me. Like oh, mate. Tom's yeah. like Tom is like flavor of the month. Daddy, 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 daddy cuddle,
2: daddy cuddle. Yeah, mummy cuddle. No, mummy go. No, away. I'm no like, thanks. Oh my god! I'm like oh, no. it does. How <laughs> do it I does deal happen. with that? How it do I know, what it do, I do? do you know what? I think the best thing to do is nothing because I think they enjoy yeah the the chase. You know, yeah. they enjoy you chasing them and wanting that, and yeah. I think they'll soon cut. You know, he'll soon come back around.
3: Kit's new thing is, how dare you? How dare you? And then he goes, I'm not happy with you. How <sighs> I go, I'm sorry. I've just spoiled you rotten the whole day long and spent a fortune doing it, but you're not happy with me. Shit. Yeah. But it's Ignore
1: so them. funny, isn't it? It's like you're, I'm like, Tom's like, oh, I'm sorry, he's been a real prick. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And then, but, he, but also, I it, it's one of those things because at the beginning, I was like, great, Daddy, Daddy's in the favour of my, yeah, man. exactly. I'm my enjoy on, it, <laughs> enjoy it while I can. But I, I am actually a bit worried about again. It's like the adjustment to two. Yeah. And yeah. how he's gonna, you know, he's sort of into it at the moment, but how he's gonna react, how, you know, how it, is it gonna affect his sleep, like all that kind of stuff. Which is probably be a have yes, you got it? like
2: i guess like any not like plans in place but you know like have you thought about how you might deal with it
1: well i've got we've got some some presents from the baby little ones for when he's been good that are just sort of in it i have to like i mean i've not even done my hospital bag like, i'm giving birth in two weeks like, i'm so disorganized this pregnancy it's an absolute joke um Whereas last one, the first one, you're like, yeah, doing all these things. I've got all these plans. I've yeah. washed all yeah, the clothes. Yeah. I'm literally like, shit, we need to get everything out of storage. We haven't got, I haven't got, I haven't got anything. He's no, he's no outfits. I can't find any of the newborn stuff. <laughs> you know? like, um, I, I, I don't, I, I haven't made a plan yet because I also, I don't really know what to expect because I'm hoping that he's going to be like, Oh, baby brother. And he'll kind yep. of be quite curious about it. But I definitely think there's going to come a time, like one of my friends who was like, when's, about mm-hmm. six months after she'd had her second boy, she's like, when's, when's Jack going back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I when's had yeah. exactly going that. Back? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like that's really awful, but also quite hilarious. But you're also, but the thing is, is I think what my husband and I were trying to get our heads around at the moment is that we've had the best two years with Louis, despite everything, and he's such a joy, but he's going to have no recollection or no any memory of these two years that we've had with him. Mm. So ho- he's never going to know his life without his
2: baby brother. Yeah. So you say that, but I actually asked my son like the other day because sometimes like Gigi, the youngest one, who's four, she's always like, "Oh, I want a bet, ba- you know, "I want to have a baby, I want yeah. to have a baby." Yeah, and Axel is like, "No way!" And I'm like, Axel, if you could have, you know, if we could go back and not have a, a sister. Would you go? Would you go back? He goes definitely. (sighs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah,
3: they do that though. The elder one does that. They do that. I I reckon across households, it's like remember the time when it was just the three of us. Isla says it all the time. All the time, wow. so yeah, I think I think maybe they won't remember it, but I do think you I do think you feel the Im- obviously you feel the impact, but I do think yeah. they feel the impact. You know, yeah. it's like just not having mummy mummy and daddy's attention, attention solely. But what it does do, I think, is is creates more time for you to spend one on one with him because yeah. either Tom will have baby or you'll have baby, and then the other one will take um, Louis out, yeah. and that's quite nice.
1: That's really nice. I was going to ask actually, what advice have you got for me to kind of go up to two because I again. I'm not really sure. Hold tight, bitch. Expect. Yeah, yeah. Strap, everyone's like, strap, strap in, in. Close baby. your eyes and
2: wish for the best. Uh. Yeah, they're like,
1: so hang on a minute. What's the age gap? 23 months. Yeah, strap in. And, but then the, people are saying strap in, but I'm also like, nothing can be no. harder than what I went through last year. So I'm yeah, kind I of know. like, there's 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 like challenges with that. And then there's like the big life challenges. So I'm just sort of, I am feeling confident and I, you know, I am a confident like mum. I'm, I'm really I try not to be really hard on myself and like, I try not to let myself feel guilty because I know that I can only do what I can do. It's like when he had to go up to, you know, four days of childcare rather than three, well, cause I could, I physically can't manage him. I cannot take him to the park at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I did feel really bad about it, but at the same time, it's like, I have to be realistic of what my yeah. capabilities are mm-hmm. as a mum, And I, you know, I miss him and I miss our sort of, you know, four days together out of seven but hey, you've got to do what you've got to do. You've got to do what you've got to do. Gotta <sighs> gotta do. And, and I think, you know, again, there's people, lots of people are like, oh my God, I can't believe he's in childcare. And,
3: you
2: know, oh, fuck like, those else,
3: people. How else are you going to work? Yeah. And also, also, he's having a, a great time. time.
2: Yeah, he has the best time That's, ever. This is the thing. Like, I think if he, you know, he's at home with you and you can't take him to the park and you can't do this and you can't mm. do that. He's not going to be having the best time. Whereas yeah. if he goes there, he will be having the best time, and that's you doing the best thing for him. Yeah. I do you know what you you say about you know advice for you know going into having two? I actually I don't know how you feel about this though, but I actually enjoyed the early stages of um like the newborn stage so much more second time round with,
3: with second time round. Yeah, absolutely. Oh really? my god. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I really, really did. I think you've. Yes, That's it's busier and yes, end. it can be chaos. But I think in yourself, you're so much more confident. You kind of know what you're doing more. And mm. I do, I do. I really do think you do. Mm. And like you said, like, like you know, l- last time around, you didn't do the baby groups and you didn't do this. And I don't know, your, your situation is niche. But for me, I felt like I sort of re... I sort of went back and rewrote my story the second time round and did all the things I wanted to do the first time round, but I couldn't get my head around. I don't know. Yeah. I think you can, I, I do. I think you can create a, a lot experience. Easier. Everything yeah. is a
3: lot easier. Yeah. That generally, also,
1: generally.
2: That gives me a lot everyone, but... of like, hope as
1: well, because I think again, like I like that that idea of rewriting a story because it is really different the second time round. And, mm. you know, I, I won't be doing this again. I cannot go through this again. Like I know that. Um, you know, I would have, I would have loved a little girl. I'm not going to lie, but you know, my destiny is two lads and that's going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. Um, but I can't, as you said, G. I I really like the kind of, you know, you're rewriting your own story because also of course it's different this time because you've got a little human with you. Who's like learning the whole time and you're like, hang on a minute. You know, it's just that curiosity of toddlers. I find so hilarious. Mm. um, and they're just they're just mad, and you just embrace the. It's just like you've just got to embrace the chaos. It's like the carnage, yeah, the carnage. But no one told me
2: about the admin of having kids. Oh my god, uh, yeah, it only yeah. I don't want to What's be just you wait, but it does just only no. let's get not worse. be the just
3: you wait moms. But no. even this morning, I got a reminder mm. that um, I hadn't done. They haven't had their flu vaccine for the last three years because I just haven't filled the form out. Oh um, so they were like, you you know, you're gonna we're gonna do it this year, right? And I was like. We're gonna do it this year, and I've done it this morning. So well it just done. there's never-ending emails done. that come in when they start school, and you're like, "Oh, good lord!" Yeah. Um, now, listen, Pips. Before we say goodbye, we always yeah. like to ask our guests for the best piece of advice that they have been given um, yeah. around parenting, or the piece of advice that they can impart on a new parent.
1: Okay, so I was having a good think about this, and actually, I met this woman recently, and she had she's got two boys, and she was just like, "Listen." as long as you take each day as a house of cards and you know that it can all be going really swimmingly but it just takes one nudge and one thing and everything comes crashing down and you know that that can happen and you just go with the flow at that point and just do your best you'll be absolutely fine love that I quite like that because it was just like because when it works it all works but when one of you becomes ill or, or you know or the, one of your kids like is now. or whatever yeah like i have you. a
2: child next to me right now with oh. an ear infection. exactly like that and also um if you've obviously listened to the podcast and you know that we ask for five favorite products what would yours be like your absolute go-tos okay so the burt's bees diaper cream with vitamin e is like the best for any nappy rash and
1: gets rid of it within hours so that's my, one of my favourites. I also love the Avino Daily Care Baby Cream. Louis gets that every night. I also use that as a moisturiser when I can't find mine. Um, and then a brand called Nimble. So they do amazing, like, Uh, detergents and spray like oh yeah um, nice sprays uh what they're called yeah hand sanitizer so yeah a brand called nimble who does do an amazing baby lovers detergent it's all plant-based all natural all gentle it smells amazing and they also do the hand sanitizer and sort of you know household cleaning products nice all natural and then I put one for me in there, which is the Bloom and Blossom Wonder Arm because it's oh amazing. yes Perfect. so good. so, yes. dry so good. Dry skin, swollen hands, it and just good. carrying around ten chip a lot of sausages. Oh, which swollen hands. <laughs> it's no, not like, it a like, You can't even no. like. You can't even bend them. It's oh. water
3: retention, isn't it?
1: I know it is. I'm just me and you up. had the same
3: thing. Yeah. <sighs> By the end of it, I look like the slug from Monsters Inc.
1: Oh, babe, well, I'm going. I'm like going I'm, I'm to be there. That's going to be me. Well, it is me. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> um, honestly, any and any 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 tips to get comfy from anyone? Let me know because. Holy shit, this last bit. Woof.
3: You're nearly there. Hang on in there. And uh, we love you. And thank you so much for coming thank on you. and being so honest. What a beautiful thank conversation. You so much Pips. For Good luck me. with
1: the podcast. Thanks. And I'll
3: call uh, you later. Yeah, <laughs> give us a call later.
1: Lots of love. Thank you so much. Love guys. you.
3: Oh, little Pips
2: Taylor. Oh. What an absolute legend she is. Oh, I really love that. And I yeah. hope that, you know, second time around, she's going to get to do all the things that she feels like she missed out on um, the first time around. Yeah. And, you know, even if thing, huge life events like that and tragedies haven't happened to you in the first year, I think so often, like we said, second time around, you do get to go back and think, oh, actually, you know what? Swimming lessons that I didn't feel up for. I think I might be up for it this time. Yeah. Um, And you do get to pick and choose the things that you really enjoy doing. And also um, I loved the
3: way that you said about rewriting your story, George. I thought that Mm. was a really poignant and beautiful point that actually, you know, it doesn't always look the way we think it's going to look. And that can be really sad on reflection. Um, Of course it isn't because you've just been doing the best that you can under the circumstances. But second time around, you know, or once you've realised, you can always change the narrative. Exactly. and, and, And that's really lovely. And I think, you know, for for Pips to be so brave and and really stand up and talk about her fertility struggles and also encourage the conversation for people to have you know like don't be frightened to ask I think People are petrified of, of speaking about it. And actually, um, I think lots of the time, if you have that understanding and you listen to podcasts like today, people do want to talk about it. People yeah. do want to be there to support.
2: And actually, it's okay to ask your friend, you know, who's got however many children, like, how did you find getting pregnant? You know, yeah. not not the sex, yeah. just the like, the process. <laughs> and that, like, how, how actually... would no, love to talk Unless you about it's it. you. Don't ask me that. Um, <laughs> also. Um, no, but it's, it's, you know, it's true though. I think when someone has children or a child, you think, oh, well, that's, you know, I don't need to talk to them about their fertility anymore, but actually... They might want to chat it through and also if you're looking to get pregnant it's good you know it's great to ask the people that have done and it might be that you know they had an amazing acupuncturist like you said talked about Zoe yeah. or they found that cutting out alcohol and going to see you know another specialist was was the route and yes. I think unless you have the conversations you're not going to find out um
0: mm, agreed so
2: definitely so yeah, keep talking chat about it keep talking now Georgie you've got your hands full so I'm going to let you go I really have.
3: off you go to football training <laughs> um and that's not uh, me putting my shin <laughs> pads on by the way
2: and we love you george keep oh, going everyone has you. days
3: like today but we're all in it together as always we'd love you to rate review subscribe and please give the podcast a little follow yeah
2: and if there are any guests that you'd love to hear from then please do drop us a dm on instagram we're on at made by and we'll be back on friday Made by Mummers is an insanity podcast production, and today's episode was produced by the lovely Charlotte Mason.
3: Insanity Group. Hold
0: up.